Welcome to the Glam Podcast. My name is Molly Mahoney from The Prepared Performer, and we are going to help you to go live and monetize. If you're looking to make a bigger impact, which I know that you are because you are here as a part of our community, one of the best ways that you can do that is by launching or growing, building a course. And I have to say there is one person that I turn to when it comes to building courses, creating courses that actually give an amazing experience for your community. And he is here with us today. So right away, I am going to bring you my amazing dear friend, Danny Eaney. He is the author of, I'm going to say like 500 books. I know that's not true, but one of my most favorite, which is right here upside down, Teach Your Gift, which is his newest book. And he also is the creator of the Course Builders Masterclass, which lucky for you is actually open right now, which is really cool. So you may remember Danny, we had him on the show earlier. Uh, how When was that, Danny, that you were on the show? Man, it was right in the beginning. I want to say three. May. I want to say May. May sounds about right. We had Danny back on the show then, so you may remember him from the show earlier. And today we're going to do really a, a Q&A so you can jump in and ask questions. I've got some questions for Danny and talk about really the state of where courses are in the whole you know world of marketing space. And um, just really, I'm so thrilled to be able to have this conversation with you because as someone who has been an educator in offline, like real life for so long. I'm so grateful for what you've done to help us to be able to build online courses. This is actually pretty exciting, but I, I logged into my SamCart account the other day. I don't think I've told you this, but we have done through SamCart, which sometimes we get payments other ways, but through SamCart, we've done just under 2 million in sales since launching our course. That is amazing. Congratulations. So cool. So I just, I owe a lot of that to you and the support that you've, and the knowledge you've shared with me about building courses. So I'm so glad to have you here. Can you give a little, um, just a little background on, on who you are a little more than what I said so that everybody can get to know you? I'm sure. Well, I'm already blushing from what you said, so I'll, <laughs> I'll keep it short. Um, mild-mannered Canadian here, but... Uh... <laughs> Um, so so I, I've been teaching people how to build and sell online courses since before it was cool. Um, <laughs> you, you can't open a browser window these days without bumping into someone who's like, I've made money with online courses once. I can teach you how to do it. Click here, buy my stuff. <laughs> There's a lot of that right now. True. But, True. Um, I've been doing this for close to a decade, um, teaching people how to build and sell online courses. I've written um, not 500, but I've written a lot of books. Um, I think we're, we're close to a dozen now, um, of which three or four of them, depending on how you count, are about online courses, the changes to the world of online education. Um, so this is this is what I do. This is my bread and butter. Um, we've uh, we've built and launched a lot of courses ourselves. Um, we've uh, you know with our own online courses, we've generated multiple tens of millions of dollars in revenue over the last decade um, for our students and clients. Um, multiple, probably hundreds of millions of dollars. So um, this, this is what we do. That's, and I share that not to brag, but just in case you don't know me and you're here and you're like, who is this you know, funny looking Canadian? Should I listen to him in his teacher talking about online courses? Um, there are a lot of things you shouldn't listen to me about, but online courses is something that I, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I will say you may, if you haven't ever met Danny or seen Danny in one of our videos here, or you haven't attended his awesome boot camp that he just did, which many of you I know did attend. So if you were a part of the boot camp, give us the word boot camp below so that we know that you are a part of that or the challenge that he did, because he just did an awesome challenge too. 
Um, you may have heard me mention Danny, which we haven't really talked about this, Danny, but there was something that happened a couple, maybe it was a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, where something really kind of um, out of integrity, I will say, happened in our community. And this, this is going to sound funny the way I'm going to say this, but you were the person that I mentioned when I spoke about it because you're so in integrity. And so I just, I'm so grateful for the way that you show up. Uh, those of you that don't know, if, if you're in Danny's program, actually let us know, say, um, builder, let's call you a builder if you're in Danny's program. And um, if you are, you'll know that he has this suite of bonuses in there that he's created with other people who are great at driving traffic to your courses. And is it all traffic based or are there other types of content in that in that bonus section? Well, so, so it's not exactly a bonus section. There, there are two. Um, well, there, there, so there are three. Um, big chunks to the program, to the Course Business Masterclass. The, four, the first big chunk is launch my courses. So we work with you really intensively to go from zero to a launched and profitable, meaning you've made back your, your whole investment with us you know, course in the first uh, number of months. The second big chunk is the Sell More Courses Training Vault. And so we've got over 20 deep dive masterclasses with um, kind of top flight experts in areas that are either about traffic generation, like leads, yeah or conversion. Awesome. Um, and of course, we have the, the we have the great pleasure of recording two of those with you because you're an expert in both uh, Facebook Live and Messenger Bot. So we've got really good content on that. Um, and, and then the third chunk is we've got this super cool in-person, in theory in-person, it's going to be virtual, but it's super cool three-day intensive training experience. It's kind of a capstone to all of it that kind of takes you from um, I've got a cool online course, so I've got a cool online course in business. I love it. Okay, so what I was talking about is that vault section. And this is so different than what people that I know who usually are adding things into their programs. Danny actually flew to how many different locations did you fly to to re record this? Oh, geez, um, a lot. <laughs> I was. It's so funny. I was like, because um, I did all these right before COVID. I was actually like, like let me get all of my the world out. shut down when I was on my last trip. <laughs> So, like, but yeah, I've, I've been all over the U.S., all over Canada. Um, I even flew to London um, to do one of these. That was that was exhausting. Oh my gosh! Okay, so he actually came here to my house to record these trainings. So this is not something that's just like he mentioned earlier, where it's like, oh, I think I might know how to record. You know, might know how to do a course. He is like doing it, which is so awesome. So what I want to do is if you give us the words, show me below this video, you'll get access to a couple of things. You'll get access to be live, which if you are not using be live yet, I don't know what is going on with you. So I'm going to bring up a little thing on the screen because you may not have seen this. And Danny, I don't think you've ever seen this in action. And it is so cool. If you're watching this with us on our business page right now, there's we're actually streaming in two different places. So we're streaming on the business page and we're also streaming in our Facebook group. So you may not even know where you're watching this because you may be unaware of where it's actually being delivered to you. Um, but if you're watching this inside, uh, inside the Facebook group, you'll have to come with us over to the business page in order to see this magic happen. If you are there, I'll give you this link later though, just so you know. If you're watching this on the business page, Watch what is going to happen. I am going to bring this in the stream. Are you ready, Danny? It's like, yep, let's do it. Show me. Okay. So, this is all I did was click one little button that put 
this lovely logo of Be Live up on the screen. You can get a free trial of Be Live. And what happens is magically, as long as I actually turned it on, which I think I did, magically, the link is going to appear in the chat, which is so cool, except I didn't turn it on. So let's try it again. <laughs> There's two different options. We're going to try it one more time. Ready? I had to turn, you had to click the little box, which I didn't do. Okay, here we go. Ready? And watch what happens. The magic of Be Live puts the link into the chat as long as I did it. There it goes. There we go. <laughs> the magic of magic Facebook live delay. So it puts the link right in there, which is so cool and an awesome way for you to get more people to sign up for your courses, an awesome way for you to be able to sell more products, an awesome way for you to deliver um, opt-in free gifts and stuff like that too, which is so fun. And watch what happens if I go like this. If you give me the words, show me below this, you'll actually get a message from our lovely little Molly bot who can get you all the information about how you can join Danny. But I'm gonna do something even cooler, which is I'm gonna go like this. <laughs> show you course business masterclass right there and then oh my gosh there it is right in the chat which is so cool okay i'm hiding it now all right so this is a time for you guys to answer or answer questions you to answer questions <laughs> it has been a long week the kids are in some school. people ask questions some people answer questions It'll like, be you know, it's gonna be fun <laughs> ask questions in the chat um and i'm gonna get started so danny what have you noticed since the shutdown globally? I, I, what I assume is that there was an uptake in course consumption as we've been mm -hmm. home. And in addition to that, I'm wondering, has there also been an uptake in course creation, which has then made it, um, has it made it harder or easier to be able to build and launch your courses? Yeah, so so both of those are happening, but not they're not happening at the same um, time scale. Okay. So, you know, when everything shut down, everyone got forced online. It, it basically compressed ten years of market adoption into like two months, right? So the demand has just exploded. Wait, what did you say? What was that? Like it's compressed ten years of of. of, of uh, market adoption into two months. Adoption. Oh, that's so true. And actually, we saw at Be Live, you know, because I have I'm, as a part of the team, I have all the stats there too. We saw there was a 10x increase yep. in users. So that's like a real number, not just. Well, so when you consider, and we've seen this across the board, right? I think Zoom's numbers went from what 10 million to 200 million, and LinkedIn Learning saw 50% week over week growth, like crazy, crazy numbers. Yeah. Um, but when you consider, uh, I'm sure everyone who's watching this, I'm sure you've seen like a bell curve labeled innovators, early adopters, mainstream buyers, all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. right? So that's the diffusion of innovations theory by uh, Roger by Everett Rogers. It's like from is that the in the book? Um, it might be. Yeah, it probably is. I probably <laughs> talked about it in there. Okay. Um, you have all these awesome like real bits of information that I love. It's so good. <laughs> But so when you have a new innovation that comes into the market, anything new, right? You start with the innovators who are like, cool, I want to try brand new things. And the early adopters who are like a little more risk averse, but not much more. And it gradually makes its way through the whole population. And there are two things that are resisting that happening, right? One is like the legitimate good reasons. There are some things that are just not as good with the new technology, right? My daughter turned five in the middle of the lockdown. We did a Zoom birthday party for her. You know, we're not going to stick with Zoom birthday parties after after you know we can go back to not because 
five-year-old birthday parties are better in prison. It's just not as good. And so, you know, a technology won't proliferate everywhere always. But then you've got a lot of resistance that really just comes from inertia, right? I don't want to do my meetings on Zoom. What's this Zoom thing, right? I don't like doing <laughs> things on the Facebook, right? It's like, it's, it's that kind of, you know, get off my lawn attitude. <laughs> and all of that, because of out of necessity, kind of got swept away. Like, you don't like, you, you don't want to do meetings virtually. Well, too bad. And a lot of those people are like, oh, this actually works pretty well. Maybe I, maybe my commute isn't necessary. So, yeah. you know, we've got this permanent, massive growth in, in the adoption of, of on, all kinds of online interaction technology, right? So everyone was clamoring for online courses, online course sales shot through the roof, entrepreneurs being savvy people that they are, right? They were like, oh, opportunity, <laughs> right? Partially because they saw the opportunity, partially because they were like, well, I don't have my job anymore. So right. I might as well do something. And so a lot of people did rush in to say, okay, I'm going to create online courses. And what we're kind of seeing is, um, if you imagine like a kind of like a like like an M, like a curvy M, like the Motorola logo, um, okay, microphone, <laughs> but with the second peak being a lot higher, right? Ooh, so we cool. saw this big spike with everyone rushing in, and what we're probably going to see is a bit of a decline as saturation increases and as people's expectations just get higher, right? Yeah. You know, what you can get away with in the first three weeks of law, I mean, case in point, right? We did a virtual event. We have, we have a, a very big in-person three-day event that we run called Lyft. And that was supposed to happen like three weeks after everything shut down. So we had to like scramble. We have exactly three weeks to take it virtual. Oh and it was like duct tape and chicken wire that <laughs> held it together. We made it work, but like, you know, it, it was kind of janky. <laughs> and that was okay for three weeks in. At our next Lyft event, which was just a couple weeks ago, right, the bar had to be a lot higher. The stuff that would have been okay three weeks in was not okay, you know, four months in. Yeah. So in kind of the same way, you know, as people are going from, you know, I need human connection, I need learning, I need stuff, I'll take anything I can get. Now there's a lot of supply, people are starting to be a little more discerning. So the bar is rising for creating stuff that's really good. So we're kind of seeing again, that spike, a bit of a decline as the market becomes a little trickier, and then it's gonna spike even higher. So if there is that need for a higher level um, experience, Right. What are some of the things that we can do to to embrace that and to really stay ahead of that curve? And as Danny's answering this, you may have noticed I put up a little thing. Give us your nuggets to enter to win a selfie light. So as Mandy Joe just shared, she says, nugget, you can only get away with so so for a short time. Keep setting the bar higher, which. Mandy Jo is totally doing with her videos, which I love. But um, if you guys give us nuggets like that in the chat, then I will be able to grab them and we'll pick a selfie light winner at the end. Um, so Danny, what can we do to set the bar higher? Um, I, well, so, so the first step is just getting, getting the basics right. Um, <laughs> I'm so you know, glad you said that because I think that most people will think like, oh, if I put on some sparkles, it'll be better. But the foundations are most important, like the basics and doing. Thank you. True. Like the, the, best, the best martial artists are, the, are not the ones who can execute the fanciest, most weird spin kick. They're the ones who can do the foundations really well yeah. when they need them. Right. Yeah. So you want the fancy stuff after, but first get the foundations right. So, you know, online course building 101, understand exactly what it is that your student wants. Make sure that you are delivering that transformation in a meaningful way. Make sure that you're cognizant, not just of what they should be coming away with, like what knowledge, but how well they should know it. 
Mm. Right. And that's a place where a lot of uh, course builders kind of fall down. They forget, right. You know, if, if you ask me, how long does it take to teach someone Hamlet? Right. <laughs> well, it depends how, how well do, do you want to know it? Right. If you want to know the storyline at a really high level, I can do that in five seconds. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's a lion King, but with real people that, that, <laughs> that's Hamlet. Right. If you want it in more detail, then we can go longer and deeper. If you want to be able to recite it or even perform it, okay, that's a much more involved kind of training. Yeah. And when we're talking about real, real ability to do things as opposed to just knowing things, right? There's a big difference between learning about and learning to. And learning about is mostly a consumptive action, right? I'm, I'm listening to the to the audio, I'm watching the video, I'm participating in the lecture. Whereas learning to is much more. Um, it's application based. You've got to do things and get feedback. So it's a much more involved process. More so active. make sure you, yeah. Yeah. So, so just know what it is that they want in terms of outcomes, make sure you are delivering those outcomes. And then there are all kinds of things you can do to, you know, add the bells and whistles to build, bring some small wins earlier on to up the wow factor. Um, but those all come later. Those are not what you do with your first course with your first course. People will cut you a certain amount of slack because they understand it's your first course yeah. if it delivers the outcome. Yeah. And if, you know, if, even I, we talk about that with live videos too, that you don't necessarily like we, I purposely don't use some of the fancier tools that we could use. I think people are really surprised to see what my setup is. It is like this giant backdrop, which I finally elevated to and got, and I love so much. Um, but then that it's like a, standing desk that I got on Amazon and one mm -hmm. light and a mic. It's not like I have extra cameras. I'm using the camera on my computer. And sometimes I think people get so worried about the bells and the whistles that they forget that the real meat of it is what's actually important. Yeah. The most important. And, and, and like, I mean, the bells and whistles are, are good to have yeah. when yeah. everything else is working. Yeah. Right. So like, I'll give you, I'll give you a case in point. Right. Um, so I would do videos. I do a lot of videos and interviews like this. And uh, I have, it is a webcam. It's sitting on top of like my big monitor Yeah. And sitting on my table and my table, you know, some tables they're like, it's like a rock. Some tables, like you touch them and they shake a little bit. Uh -huh. So, you know, I would, and, and this is often the case with laptop cameras. So I would like, you know, I would, my hand is on my desk and I nod. And so <laughs> my table shakes a little bit. So the camera would like shake. So, you know, after a while I was like, you know what? I, I got a little like boom you know, boom arm to attach mm -hmm. my camera. So it's basically sitting in the same place, but it's not attached to the table. It's attached to the bookshelf behind it. So Ooh. I can shake the table and you're not, you can see the microphone shaking, <laughs> picture stays straight, right? So those little things are good, but nobody's gonna care about that stuff if your content sucks, <laughs> right? Like first hey, hey, content. Hey, yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. All right. So I want to know, uh, Mandy Jo says she can only see her comments. That's interesting. Mandy Jo, I have no idea. <laughs> I see other comments as well, so I'm not sure. Um, but I will, I would love to know if you are here, do you already have a program, a course that you offer? Do you have, and if you do tell us what it's about, tell us what your, what transformation you're offering. And if you've thought about launching something, but it's been kind of maybe sitting in the back of your mind. We'd love to know what that is also. And if someone is like, oh, I don't know, maybe it seems like it could be a good idea, but I'm not really sure, what would you say? I would say that you can never be sure until people give you money. <laughs> um, so, so here's a really important mind shift. Um, I got this from a business mentor years and years ago. Um, 
in business, people are often looking for the right answer, right? Is this the right thing to do? Is it going to work? And the truth is that in business, there is no such thing as a right answer. There's only a plausible answer, right? Is it plausible that it will work? And the way you go from plausibility to certainty is by testing. But you can't test if you don't actually put it out there. I also, yeah. I'm going to say that when I typed, I realized that I was shaking my camera. <laughs> it's one of those things, once once you notice it, you can't unnotice it. I'm sorry. Well, I also will say I lent my desk to a friend a couple of days ago because she needed a podium for an event that she was doing, which an event that she was doing right now. I was like, what, what planet are you on? So she took my desk somewhere and she brought it back. But when they brought it back, they had shortened it. And then I didn't realize it until it was time to go live this morning. So I put a shoebox on top of my desk. <laughs> there is a really awesome shoebox holding my camera in place right now because that's all I had time for. Um, so... Ooh, working on a course to change the biz journey from scattered to scale. I like it. Cindy says, thinking about launching an online video oh, online video format lessons for horn and beginner piano. Cindy, I love that so much. Cindy has actually been a member of our community since I first started working with Danny in launching our course. Cindy, launch that course. Do it. I'm going to say, um, I love this. Ooh, and Marcia has big profit strategy launching right now. So with the people that you're supporting, what is there a specific type of niche or are they really all across the board? Oh, all across the board. I mean, in our last enrollment in May, we, you know, in May we had this huge, huge enrollment. Demand is a lot more than we thought. And that's why we're opening it again now. We're like, let's give it another shot because, you know, after this, we're not, we're not opening the doors again until middle of next year. Um, but we had like 700 people enroll in the program in May. And so we've got people serving you know, B2B audiences, B2C audiences, really hard technical skills, really soft Can you explain B2B virtual skills. In case people don't know what that is, because I, I didn't catch what you said. Sorry. Can you explain B2B and B2C in case people don't know what that is? I think most people will, but just in sure. case, I use too many. Yeah, basically B2C, I mean, so, so there's the technical definition, there's the more useful definition. <laughs> uh, the technical definition is that B2C is you're selling to a consumer and B2B is you're selling to a business. Um, the better distinction is, I think, actually, whether you're selling directly to your student or it's a more complex sales cycle. Um, and so if you're selling to a business, um, the person who is paying for your course might not be the, the student who goes through it. But that's the same thing. Like if, if you're serving children, right, if your students are children, you have a course for kids, right, they're the student, the parents are the payers. Yeah. If you're selling into organizations. So it's really more about the complexity of the sales cycle than Technically, you're strictly if you're selling to a business, but you know we we, come, we run the gamut. Yeah, all of it. I love it. I can't see who this person is because it's in the group and the Facebook won't let me see you. But this person says, "I was in the course and I loved it." So who you are, whoever you are, tell us your awesome. name. I can't see you, but I'm so glad. Uh, Barbara says, "I am creating a course for midlife widows, the widow's way." Ah, oh, what a beautiful title! How to recover, rebound, and rebuild. Oh, Barbara, I love that. Um. So I, I love that idea of the fact that you'll never really know. Um, can we go a little mindset deeper on that? <laughs> this may be a very um, out of left field question, but when it comes to deciding on something, how long do you stay committed to that decision until you know you've tested it? <laughs> Well, until you until you have data that arrives at a conclusion. And how do you um, arrive at that conclusion? Well, um, trying to think like how to answer this in a way that's like useful. <laughs> um, 
Maybe there's not an answer for that and it's different for everything. No, no, there, there absolutely is an answer. I just want the answer to be useful. Okay. Um, because I often get variations of this question, like, you know, sometimes people ask at the outset, how far, how long should I spend testing? Yeah. But more often people ask the question when they're like really far into it. I've been working at it for this long, you know, should I keep on trying? It's, it's that old like entrepreneurial contradiction of advice, you know, never give up, but know when to quit, which is totally unhelpful. Totally. Right? <laughs> like drawing that distinction. Um, and the way you want to think about it is that every everything you do, every action that you do in, in rolling out for example, pilot courses, which is the methodology that we teach, you want to be thinking like a scientist. What scientists do is they test hypotheses, right? So you have a hypothesis that people want a certain thing, they're going to value it in a certain way, you can deliver a certain outcome, et cetera. And the purpose of the pilot is to run that hypothesis. And so when you're running that pilot, when you try to sell it, you're also making assumptions there about who is the customer that's going to find this compelling, what is the way for you to reach them, and so if you do not sell the pilot successfully, that tells you something about your assumptions. So when people ask me, should I give up or should I keep on going? My question to them is, do you have alternate hypotheses as to what might work, right? If you've tried something and it's not working, doing it again and again, that doesn't make any sense. Or you should only try something different if you're like, I have reason to believe this might work. There's, there's a story here that is plausible, to go back to the earlier idea, right? It's plausible. Yeah. That it could work this way, so you keep at it until, as long as you have plausible reasons to believe that that it could work. Right, that's such a good way to look at it. I love the concept of the five whys. Do you know that that? Yep. Yeah. So if you ask, you get to a point where something maybe has potentially not worked or not worked as well as you wanted it to, to ask yourself why, like why did this not happen, and then why again, and keep asking yourself mm -hmm. why until you can identify, like, oh, you're right, I didn't do the foundational prep work before I talked this, I didn't validate the audience. I didn't do whatever that, you know, that thing was. And you'll discover so much if you can walk yourself through that, that why process, which we love. Yeah, and and to, to your point, I mean, where this process becomes difficult is, you know, if, if you're asking yourself, for example, well, why I tried to sell the, the course and it didn't work, why didn't it work? You can't necessarily answer that without a certain level of expertise. Yeah. Like your answer would go, I don't know. It just, I tried and it didn't work. <laughs> Right, and, and that's where it is really valuable to work with someone who knows what they're doing, following a methodology so that you can separate out like, you know, okay, if these steps are followed properly and the market is correct, it works. So if it didn't work, I, I can trust. And, you know, there's a coach who's looking at what I'm doing saying, you did it right. Okay, so it's the market. And that's a lot of what we bring to bear through our program and with our coaching, yeah. right? We give people the right steps so they don't have to guess at everything. And we also take out the guesswork in terms of, well, if this didn't work, well, why? I love it. And then there's like, you know, a checklist of things that you can go back to and say, like, did I do this piece? Did I do this piece? Did this piece work? Did this piece work? Yeah. The other thing that I love, and maybe you can tell us a little more about inside your program, which is something that we've adopted in Camera Confidence, um, you know, in a big part, I'm sure, because I was so involved in your program when I first mm -hmm. launched it, is the idea that it's not, you're, you're not just getting like modules to download, you actually have support. So can you tell us a little bit more about what it's like uh, to work with you in your program? And those of you that are watching this, I would love you to listen to what Danny's saying for two reasons. One is you may wanna join the program, which would be awesome if you wanted to do that. And I can't tell you how much I trust and appreciate Danny. <laughs> I was just telling him my office is like decked out with things he has recommended to me. <laughs> so uh, I, I it, you know, explicitly, I, I just trust you so much and I'm so grateful for the, the way you, you. The community. So that's one reason to listen. But the other is look, or and the other is look at 
what he's doing in the way that he's put this program together because it's something that if you have a program maybe you can look at the way that you are putting your programs together because um it's such an awesome thing to model as well so tell us danny for sure, for sure. So, so as context really quickly right we, yeah. i think on our last conversation we talked about kind of how the courses world is splitting to information on one side and education on the other end so yeah. without going very deep into that the real opportunity for online courses today and what consumers are looking for is a course that delivers a real transformation. They're willing to pay for it. They're willing to spend money, but it's got to deliver an outcome, yeah. right? People don't want to spend much money on courses that teach about something. Mm -hmm. They want to spend money on courses that teach to something. And we don't learn to do things by just watching videos. That's just not how it works. And so what this means is that course creators need to shift the way they think about scalability. Um, you know, a lot of people want to create an online course, a digital product, and they love this idea that, oh, you know, millions of people can sign up. I can just be, you know, lying on the beach with my laptop, with my, you know, Wi-Fi from coconut trees or whatever, and it's all going to be fine. And like, I can take all these new students and there's no marginal cost. And basically they're trying to think about scalability as if they're a software company, right? You know, Zoom gets a million extra users. It doesn't change anything. And that's not how Except courses- Except for the fact that it maybe doesn't work as well on our side because so many people right. are on the platform. <laughs> the thing is courses just don't work that way. That's not how courses work. So courses can scale, they can scale very well, but a better model for thinking about that scalability is a company like Zappos. Right? Mm -hmm. Zappos is a very human and labor intensive business, right? They've got people, there's a great connection. And when they think about scalability, they're not thinking about, you know, can we have a million new customers without changing anything. They're thinking about, you know, for every X new customers, we need Y additional support staff, and it's profitable for that all to work. That all still works. So that's kind of how you want to think about it. So with that as context, right, I know that for someone to come into the Course Builders uh, Course Business Masterclass, they want to be successful. They want to create an online course business. You know, th there's a very small subset of people who will be successful no matter what, right? It doesn't matter how much the course sucks. I can just give them a bunch of videos. They'll figure it out anyway. <laughs> but that's not who I'm designing the course for, right? They don't need the course really. I'm designing the course for most people. And so in addition to the lessons and the worksheets and the homework and the training and all that, they also need direct guidance. And that's why every student in our course has a one-on-one -on -one coach who they will get on calls with, one-on-one -on -one calls, who to, you know, did you do the homework and let's review and make sure you're on the right track. Um, you'll submit all your work to that coach. You have unlimited email access to the coach to ask questions, get feedback. We have office hours calls with our coaches um, almost every day of the week. So you can hop onto any office hours call and get your questions answered. There's just a lot of that support because that's what it takes for you know a large proportion of your students to be successful as opposed to you know the one or two percent who would have been successful anyway. It's so awesome. And I have a, I want to share my own personal experience with that in just a minute, but can you tell us just as we're here talking about it, how much is the program just because I think it is actually, it blows my mind to know that you get all of that. So how much is the program? Mm -hmm. It's a uh, 1495, uh, sorry, $1,495, not $14.95. <laughs> I want to be clear. And how long do you have access to the training modules? Oh, lifetime access to the content. And how long yeah. do you have access to coaching? Uh, different forms of coaching, right? So the, yeah. the intensive coaching runs for about um, four months. And then you have lifetime access to your coach in terms of reaching out, asking questions, email, et cetera. That is cuckoo, a BT dubs. And so if you are interested in building a program, check out how BeLive allows us to just 
plop you the link right there in the chat if you're interested in launching a course. Is this for someone who already has courses to build their course to a, a new level, or is it really for the first course creation? Um, so, so there's a couple of use cases. A lot of people come to us to create their very first online course um, or to create their very first successful online course, right? A lot of people have an online course that nobody's buying. Then you've got to do the process the right way. Yeah. You can also come into the program if you've got an online course and it's it's done well and you want to you want to sell more of it, then you'll kind of skip the the launch my courses phase and go straight into the sell more courses training vault. Oh yeah, awesome. So you'll have all the access to that goodness as well. So yeah. I want to share my story a little bit and get some some thoughts on it, which I think um it will, it's, it's like just like an interesting journey to share. So when I first joined the program that Danny had at the time, which was a different program, but similar to what you have now. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that program at the time, I actually was already in the middle of launching my course. So I had started to launch it and I was not seeing the results that I wanted. And I was like, ah, I need help with this. So I jumped in to the middle and I like, there are not many programs that I've been in where I have like very clear memories of going through every single thing. I have signed up, I'm guilty of signing up for things and not completing them, but I went through every single step of Danny's program. And there's still things that I do, even in the revamp that we just did of Camera Confidence that I know I've taken directly from your awesome um, teachings. And then, so I loved my coach, Andy was just so awesome. And I will say that as I was launching this, there were definitely some things that I was, advice I was given that as a young, you know, scrappy, hungry entrepreneur than I was at the time that I was like, I'm not listening to you. I'm going to do it my way. And guess what happened? Our launch totally failed. And so it was, but, and I will say, and when I say it totally failed, I mean that it totally failed. We had 15 people in our pilot and, um, which was awesome. And then going full force, you know, I went to Facebook ads and I put all this stuff out there, but there were two huge pieces that you and Andy and some other people that I was working with at the time were really clear with me on about my messaging and about the promise that I was giving. So my whole thing was about curing the starving artist syndrome. And I had so many people say, um, you know, Molly, I don't know if this is actually going to turn into something that people buy if you're helping to cure their starving artist syndrome. And I was like, no, this is my mission. This is what I'm here to do. You know, it didn't work. So, um, But I tell you that so that you can see that in the middle of that, what ended up happening is the support that I got from the community and the support that I had from you guys to be able to be to really do what I said and look at like, okay, what was working and what wasn't working. And what we discovered is that my messaging was really um, just, a it was, it was setting people up to not want to buy something. <laughs> and I learned so much in that failure and what we ended up pulling out of it that affected everything else that I do in my business. And so in that transition that we made, within three months, I was able to bring in $50,000 in sales. It's amazing. I, I love that you're sharing that. And I, I want to call out something that I hope everyone is is catching on to. It's a little bit implicit because I mean, yes, you know, so so Molly went through the program, she got great results, and I'm my, my heart, you know, grew three sizes, and that's that's all really, really good. Um, but there's a really important lesson here for everyone, which is um, you will make mistakes along the way, right? I've made so many mistakes along the way. <laughs> and we and, still can 
And, and we still continue, exactly. There's always new mistakes, right? You know, what's the sign? New mistakes, please, right? We're going to keep making new mistakes. But the thing about mistakes is that they're, they're kind of a curriculum for you. That's how you learn um, what to do well and what not. And there are a few things about mistakes that are important to know. One is that it's much cheaper and easier to learn from other people's mistakes than yours, right? Hence the value of a course like this one. But second, you know, okay, you wait, go can you through... Hold on one second. You just froze just a minute oh. on that. Can you say that again? Just say that little part just again. Yeah, so, so I hope people can still hear me. Um, but yeah, you know, the first thing that's really important is that it's much cheaper to learn from other people's mistakes than it is from yours. So whenever you have the opportunity, learn from other people's mistakes. And that's a lot of what you get from a training program, from a course, et cetera. The second thing is when you do have a setback, you can, you can have the reaction of kind of like curling up in a ball and going away in a corner and pouting and being like, well, no fair, this sucks, I quit, or whatever it is, right? Molly didn't do any of that. Instead, she was like, all right, let's, you know, I tried it. There's an opportunity to learn. Let's take away the lessons here. And this is really important because, you know, whenever I have a huge mistake that I make in hindsight, I mean, I don't go into the mistakes knowing they're mistakes, but they turn out to have been mistakes sometimes. Right. One of the things I always remind myself is that, look, you know, I was going to make this mistake sooner or later. It's cheaper to have made it now than later. Right. Because later on, I'll be working on a bigger scale. I'll have more influence. I'll crash and burn that much more spectacularly. So it's always that like cheaper to make this mistake now than later. So given that I did, let's learn everything I can from it and move forward and appreciate that I've had that learning opportunity. Yeah. And I think it's that fear of the mistake that causes a lot of people not to launch. Mm -hmm. Which is why I think it's important for us to share the stuff that happens that actually turns into the best, most awesomest thing because we we allow ourselves to go through that and then to be supported, you know, as we as we we level up our next level. Do you know? Um, are you familiar with the book The Big Leap? Uh, I know of it. I haven't read it, but I, I know of it and some of the ideas there. It's my most favorite book in the whole world, next to Teacher Gift, which is also Aww. sitting right here on my desk. But um, Gay Hendricks, the author of The Big Leap, is actually going to be on our show later this month. And I am like, I just, it's one of my most absolute favorite books in the whole world. And one of the things I talk about is that when you are leveling up to a new level of success, there's things that are gonna, that are gonna come up and, and you're gonna get hit with stuff. It could be like this morning, I did a huge training for traffic and conversion and, um, maybe 45 minutes before the training was supposed to start, my computer, which is new, and a Mac did said did an automatic update and it was said it was gonna take 30 minutes. And I was like, wait, what? Because my slides, everything was on the computer. But I was like, oh, that's a, he calls it an upper limit problem, ulp, that's an ulp. And I took one second to be, and then I was like, oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> like, you know, we'll work through it. So it's recognizing that when those things come up, celebrate them, which I think is so, so good. Absolutely. Oh, this has been so awesome. Other questions that we have? Any any questions that you have for Danny? We've got him here. So uh, I want to be respectful of your time, Danny, too. Is there anything that I haven't asked that you would love to share? Molly Fox says, this is serious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think I love that. Yeah. Any other questions or any other things that you'd love to share? I, I just want to say thank you. I'm I'm so grateful for the opportunity to to be here with your community, and I'm so grateful for for your friendship and for our relationship over the years. Um, so thank you. Hey. Okay. I have a, a personal question. Yeah. Um, are you still doing plant based diet? Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm okay. So so I'm gonna. This is like my damaging admission. Um, 
in January, both Danny and I randomly were doing a whole vegan thing. So we had lunch when we did that, when we recorded our stuff, but okay. So yeah, for admit. the last few weeks, I've been like eating a lot of McDonald's um, <laughs> and it's super, like, so I literally, I hadn't eaten McDonald's for like a decade before that. And just randomly, I'm like, you know what, what the hell? And every time I eat it, I know that I'm basically eating toxic waste. But I've been doing it, so I'm very embarrassed. But since you asked, no, it's it's I'm this is my public acknowledgement that my diet needs to be much better and I probably need to I need to migrate back to healthier eating. So thank you for, oh for gosh, calling that out uh, very publicly. Um that is my favorite moment of any live video. That is the last expected you to say an answer to that question. Um I'm not doing based either, I will tell you. Uh, I keep thinking about, you know, I keep thinking I'm going to re-kick it because for that month, it was like, it was a really great thing that I did for that month. Mm -hmm. I will also say last night, I, I'll, I'll give you an embarrassing admission as well, which is last night, knowing that we had all this stuff, there's a bunch of stuff that's happening today. Um, and tomorrow I'm driving to LA to do this, uh, conference and they're renting out a soundstage and having us coming in one at a time to record on the soundstage. So, so social distance style, which is so cool. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was thinking about all this stuff and I like couldn't sleep and there was a movie that I wanted to watch called Another Earth, which was actually really interesting about another earth hiding behind the sun and then all of a sudden it moves and there's two earths and like they're like parallel earths. So I was like, I'm gonna get up and watch that movie. <laughs> so I up and I just had Brie and Triscuits and watched this movie at like 11 o'clock at night. And it was really awesome. And I went to bed about 1 a.m. and I fully loved my life, but definitely not plant-based either my my late night brie interest it's, it's almost as bad as your frequenting mcdonald's i'm just kidding i will say though there's not much better mcdonald's fries which is such a it's a a thing it, it, it is a thing it's a it, it's a embarrassing <laughs> thing oh my gosh so funny it has been so awesome to have you here uh, i you're where are you on the brussels sprout spectrum are you brussels sprouts yes or no Oh, we, we, we've had this conversation, just not on the live. I'm, I'm very Brussels sprouts pro. I, I'm very much in favor. But the thing is, you have to prepare them right. Because yeah. as a kid, my dad used to boil them. And they were the most disgusting thing ever. And it's only like now that I'm an adult, and I know that there are better ways to cook them. They're actually delicious <laughs> when you cook them right. But you know, any, anything will be terrible if it's cooked like terribly. Yeah, for sure. Most if they're boiled, I guess some are delicious if they're boiled. But my even my six year old knows. But you have to you have to cook them. You can't overcook them, mom. You just can't. Brussels sprouts are great if you don't overcook them. Mm -hmm. So it's good. <laughs> okay, I love this chat thread that we have going now. So maybe everyone needs to admit what their guilty pleasure <laughs> is, <laughs> and then we can also talk about being healthy with our, my giant thing of water. <laughs> nice. I love it. All right. So how much longer do we have to be able to join um, the program? So doors are open until Sunday uh, at midnight or 1159 okay. Pacific. Um, yeah. And we always have like a huge rush of people signing up at like, you know, 10 p.m., you know, on the last day kind of thing. It's like it's like exams. There's a deadline to turn, turn it in. And I've never quite understood that. Because like with exams, like, you know, you, there's work, you've got to do your essay, it's a lot of work, and then you finally submit it, fine. But yeah. with signing up, it's just a decision. And it is not impossible that we get to Sunday night and a server crashes or something, and then you can't get in. So if, if someone's like, I know I want in, 
there's no time like the present, right? If you know you want in, yes, you have until Sunday at the end of the day, but don't wait because who knows? You know, we have this phrase that my amazing client and friend Laura Reich came up with, which is <laughs> that you want to, you don't want to be, you want to be an early bird, not a FOMO bird. Mm -hmm. And this really funny situation happened when joining another program between Laura and, and our other GLAM member, Amy. And Laura was, they had joined a program together. And Laura said, oh, there's a bonus call today. And, and Amy was like, oh, I didn't get access to that. I wasn't an early bird. And she said that she said I was a FOMO bird because I waited and she missed out on all the early bird bonuses. Mm -hmm. So you know, we we often talk about the fact that you want to be an early bird, not a FOMO bird, <laughs> which I think I, is, I like that a is lot. Such a good, I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Take action, make a decision and, and go. Yeah. So awesome. So it's just been so great to have you here. If there are any other questions, I'll make sure. Oh my gosh, D Reller is actually eating Brussels sprouts right now. Nice. <laughs> So good. Yes. If there are any other come up, just know that we've got this chat both here in the group and the Facebook page. We split the audience, the community together. Or we split the community today between the business page and the group. I just wanted to make sure we had this coming at you from more places. And Be Live makes it so possible to be able to do that. So uh, once again, if you did not get access, you can give us the words show me, or if I plop this up in the screen, you can get access both to the course business masterclass. The link will be sent right to you. And also, if I go, you can just do a free trial of BeLive. If you've never used BeLive before, grab that free trial. Also, if you have used it and you're thinking about upgrading, get all the extra, you know, easy, fancy things you can do. Use the coupon code MOLLY. That will get you 30% off, which is so good. Also, I'm going to give you one little sneaky thing right now. Um, we have these workshops, Danny. We have a content creation workshop. We have a repurposing workshop. We have a bot building workshop. And for those people that join us in the uh, course business masterclass this round, we are going to give you access to one of those bonus, those workshops for free as a bonus. So you can choose whichever one you want. And uh, when you join, when you sign up, send us an email, Molly at the prepared performer to let us know that you decided to jump in. I haven't even announced this yet, so I'm going to send out an email about it later. So I know we've had a few people that have joined and they don't even know they're getting that. But these workshops have been implementation style. You so much done. On the last one, someone told me that they thought <laughs> if if we had been in another time period, I may have been burned at the stake because I brought such magic and wizardry <laughs> that I was an actual witch. So they also call any compliment. That is the best compliment ever. So um, just another little added extra bit of goodness. So you can, like Danny said, you know, really put this into action. This isn't something that you're just going to learn and sit on forever. You're really going to do it. I love awesome. it. Super, super generous. Thank you. Yeah, so good. All right. Thank you, Danny. I love having you here, and I know we'll, we'll keep in touch. Always we'll talk my Yay. Good luck with everything. I'm just so thrilled for all those people who are going to be jumping in and joining you. Such valuable information today. And uh, keep this coming in the chat. Share it with your peeps if you found it valuable, and we'll see you next week. So good. Bye.